Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Welcome back to Mission Driven with AC Cristales. I'm recording this on Friday, May 8th. I know I'm behind on recapping lessons from the last dance. In fact, the last one I discussed on this podcast was about episode three. And this Sunday, ESPN is released in episodes seven and eight. So I'm going to be even more behind, but I'm good with that. You see, I'm very intentional about preparing my podcast episodes because like I've said before, I want these podcasts to be an encouragement and an inspiration to your life. So even if you haven't seen one minute of The Last Dance, I want to make sure that there's something in this podcast that will help you out today whenever you listen to this episode and for wherever you're at in your personal journey, because we're all on a journey. Some of us right now are experiencing happiness and joy, while others are experiencing situations that are stressing them out. And that's life. You have your peaks and you have your valleys. But I believe that the key to living a fulfilling life is knowing how to navigate through both those kind of circumstances, never being too conceited or too vain about your high moments and never allowing yourself to get too discouraged in your low moments. Now, let's talk about episode four. But before we get into the highlights, I want to tell you about a question that Giannis Antetokounmpo, a famous NBA player for the Milwaukee Bucks, asked his Twitter followers after episodes three and four of The Last Dance. He asked him this, what has been your biggest takeaway from the Jordan documentary thus far? I was excited when I read that story about how Giannis asked his followers that question because the purpose of me using The Last Dance as a reference point for several of my last podcast episodes is because I wanted to share with you some wisdom, some lessons that I gathered from watching the documentary. Although the documentary is about Jordan, the Bulls, and basketball, you can always look at things deeper if you choose to. And you can see and learn that something will help and encourage you wherever you find yourself today. And that's what I've done. And my hope is that as I've broken down and continue to break down the last remaining episodes, that you will listen with an open mind and heart and that you will take something from what I said and apply it to your life. Apply it to your situation. Apply it to your confusion. Apply it as you make an important decision. Because again, and I know I'm repeating this, but we are all on a journey and I believe that that journey is a journey of self-development. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing so because you want to grow and you want to get better. And it's not even about wanting to be better than others. It's about being better than you used to be. Now, let's go back to the Giannis question. What has been your biggest takeaway from the Jordan documentary thus far? Now, Giannis has more than a million followers, which means he received more than a thousand takeaways. But I love his response. And that's what I want to share with you. Giannis's answer was this. My MJ takeaway from the last documentary is that chasing greatness is a life mission. Let's focus on that last part of the statement. Chasing greatness is a life mission. The assignment, the calling, the purpose, or whatever else you want to call it, takes and lasts a lifetime. I mentioned something on my last podcast episode that there are people who want lifetime results. They want lifetime experiences, but they only want it with one year effort 
or one month effort or one week's worth of effort. But life doesn't work that way. Not if you're chasing greatness. Not if you're chasing something that's going to outlast you. Something that will be a blessing, not just for you, but for your kids and your children's kids. Greatness and an impactful legacy are a lifetime mission. That's why we don't just work out our body. We work out our mind. We feed it with things that will help us internally because the biggest battle of our lives is the one that happens within us. So how are you feeding your mind? As we continue in 2020 and we're going through this pandemic, life is not normal. Life has been turned upside down. So my question to you is, what are you doing to ensure that you grow as an individual? What are you doing to ensure that you grow as a father, as a mother, as a leader, as a teacher, as an athlete? The mission of your life doesn't stop because the world and its circumstances aren't to your liking. The mission continues. There is someone around you that needs your gift, needs your talent, needs your passion, needs your love. And so you never know what that phone call, what that letter, what that word of advice from you could do for somebody. So now's not the time to crumble and fold. Now's the time for action. Now, let's get into episode four. Big pun. Start me out, baby. Let's go. I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. Man, just another hip-hop song that still jams to this day that was featured on the documentary that actually began episode four. So some of the highlights from this episode for me, Rodman and Carmen Electra started out this episode and Carmen talked about how being with Rodman was an adventure. So much of an adventure that one time Rodman missed practice and Michael Jordan the great one himself, how to go get Rodman. Imagine getting that knock on the door and it's Jordan telling you, hey, you need to get your butt to practice. One thing that Rodman said that I liked though was that Jordan and Scotty accepted him for who he was because he worked hard. Yeah, he partied hard, but when it was time to work, Rodman worked hard. Rodman knew what the goal was and that was for them to win another championship. Now, the next highlight for me was Phil Jackson the Chicago Bulls coach and his upbringing. I never knew that Phil had such a religious background. You know, his parents were ministers, but as shown in the documentary, Phil eventually went his own way. He mentioned how he would rather play sports than be on his knees praying. He mentioned how he was drawn to the Native American culture. So no doubt Phil was a free spirit, which is why he incorporated some of those rituals in his practices with the Bulls. Phil also studied Zen Buddhism, which is the reason he was known in the NBA circle as the Zen master. Simply, Phil was about making sure his team knew about balance, about focus. And it's no mystery, right, that whatever you're ingrained with growing up, that's what you'll eventually pass on to others because it's such a part of who you are. So Phil was unapologetic about who he was. So in a way, the documentary portrayed Phil Jackson as being a little like Rodman, right? Eccentric, unconventional, and someone who simply marches to the tune of their own drum. Now, other things that stood out to me, Tex Winter and the triangle offense and how it impacted the Bulls. One of the things that I mentioned on one of my last episodes was the importance of knowing 
that as you move up levels, there are sometimes changes and adjustments that you must make to get better. Next thing was Jordan's desire to win. Now, if you've listened to my other episodes on The Last Dance, can you see the theme? Jordan wanted to win. And so much so in this episode that it showed him crying after he lost to the Pistons. But this goes with the next thing that stood out. The Bulls worked their tails off and they took care of the Pistons the following year. Yeah, Jordan wanted to win and yeah, Jordan cried. But one of the things that he did is that he worked hard. The team worked hard. The team made the changes, right? And they took care of the Pistons. In fact, they completely dominated the Pistons. So much to the point that they walked off the court without shaking hands with the Bulls, which to this day still pisses off Jordan. The last thing that stood out was the Air Magic Finals. And MJ finally winning his first NBA championship. Such a great moment. Such an awesome moment. I was 10 years old when that happened, but I can still remember it to this day. I can still remember where I was at in my house. I can still remember going outside and, like I said before, turning on the water hose and and pretending it's champagne and spraying it all over my front yard. And my mom probably screaming, saying that I'm wasting water. But that's one of the things, man. That was the type of impact the Bulls and Jordan had on my life. Now, let's talk about the wisdom and nuggets from episode numero cuatro. The first nugget of wisdom comes from the part of the documentary that highlighted how Jerry Krause wanted Phil to be an assistant coach for the Bulls. But when Phil went in for the interview, he went in with his shirt untucked and he went in not really looking like he fit the part of being an assistant coach for a professional basketball team. Needless to say, Phil didn't get the job. So what's the wisdom in this? The wisdom in this is that if you want to be distinguished, then you have to dress the part. You have to know what that employer is looking for, whether it's your dress or your communication skills or your mannerisms. You have to dress the part. If you want to do your own thing and you want to dress however you want, then start your own business. Be your own boss. You know, it amazes me when some of my college students believe that having a college degree, right, earning a college degree, that's enough for them to get a certain position. But it's not. Having a degree nowadays is not enough. You have to be able to know, hey, what does this employer need from me? There's certain skills that I need to know, soft skills, communication skills, leadership skills, networking skills. How do I work cooperatively? So, again, do you dress the part? Do you talk the part? Those are the questions that you have to answer to get certain things in life. Now, the next piece of wisdom is this. Recognize that no individual is greater than the team. That is something that Michael Jordan learned. Was he great? No doubt. I mean, I've discussed that in detail. But Jordan, Jordan won championships when he started trusting his teammates. So, yeah, he needed Scotty. You know, that's one of the things that you hear nowadays when they talk about the the great debate about whether Michael Jordan was better than LeBron James. And they're like, well, Michael Jordan has Scotty Pippen. And who did LeBron James have? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's fine. Whatever the debate is. I know what my opinion is. Jordan is the greatest. However, listen to this. Jordan did need Scotty. We all need a Scotty. We all need someone that has our back. We all need somebody that when we're feeling down, that person is right there to pick us up and say, I got you. Next nugget of wisdom is this. It's just one game 
It's just one loss. It's just one defeat. But one loss, one defeat, one game doesn't have to define you for the rest of your life. You've only truly lost when you get knocked down and stay down. And so I say that because when Jordan was crying on the bus, because again, the Bulls had lost to the Pistons, they couldn't get over that Pistons hump, right? They couldn't get over them, right? They, they had the Jordan rules in effect. And, you know, more than anything, Jordan wanted to win, you know, and they talked about the migraine game and Scotty had the migraine game and, you know, and he wasn't really able to help out Jordan. But I loved, I loved what Jordan's dad told him. It's just one game, son. You come back ready for the next time. So that's an important thing for you to know that whenever you lose, it's just one game. It's just one loss. It's just one defeat. What are you going to do to get better for the next time? Next piece of wisdom comes from the fact that Jordan could have whined that the Pistons were beating him up as he drove to the basket. He could have complained that they had these Jordan rules in effect for him. But here's the thing. When you whine and complain, that's when people know they've got you. That's when people know that they've won. So understand this piece of wisdom. Complaining will not make you better. My brother and I wrote the following in our book, The School of Hard Knocks, and I want to share it with you guys because it talks about complaining not making you better. It goes like this. Complaining will not make you better. It will only make you bitter. Take a moment to honestly evaluate your situation. If you find yourself in a position where grievances dominate your thoughts and poison your words, we would like to remind you that even though you may not have an immediate opportunity to change your circumstances, you'll always have the ability to change your attitude. There are many things that people do to you that you will never be able to control. But you know what you can control? Your attitude and your perspective. Now, the last piece of wisdom is this. If you're a competitor, always desire to play against the best. Jordan versus Magic in his first finals. Bring it. Jordan wanted to play the best because what's the point in beating someone who isn't at the top of their game? You can only be the best when you beat the best. And as Ric Flair said, woo! If you want to be the man, you've got to beat the man. All right, let's finish episode four talking about the lessons that I drew from it. Number one. Number one lesson is this, accept people for who they are. That's one of the beautiful things that Phil Jackson did with his players. He accepted them as they were. And when you're open-minded, that shows that you care about others, that you're not trying to change people. You're simply wanting to understand them. And understanding isn't even about agreeing with them or their actions. It's about knowing that a closed-minded person will never inspire or bring out the best in others. Rodman was a great player because he had great coaches like Chuck Daly and Phil Jackson who accepted him as he was. Lesson number two, always make it a point to bring value to others. And to bring value means this, that you make others around you better. That's one of the reasons I love Jordan so much, man, because he made others better. Was he tough on his teammates? Of course, but he wanted to make them better basketball players. I used to tell my students who came to my office, right, when they were in trouble and I would talk to them and they would sit, you know, across from me in my office 
And sometimes, you know, I'm telling them these things and I can tell they really don't want to hear it. And so I was like, look, man, I care about you. And this is how I want you to know that I care about you. Because, again, when you're getting on to kids and when you're telling them something or you're giving them a disciplinary consequence, sometimes they take it as, well, you don't care about me. But this is what I said. The day I don't say anything to you, that's the day you can say that I don't care about you. But if I'm saying something to you and I'm trying to encourage you and I'm trying to steer you in the right way and I'm trying to help you, I'm doing so because I care about you and I'm trying to add value to your life. I'm trying to make you better. I'm trying to provide things and lessons that are going to help your life get better. But they don't always see it that way. But again, sometimes you have to be tough. You know, just because you're nice all the time, that doesn't mean you care about people. When you challenge people to be better, that's when you care about them. And so that's the thing with this podcast. I want you to be better. And that's why I want to make sure that as you get better, I want you to think about this question. Are you adding value to the people that are around you? Are they becoming better simply because you are a part of their life? Lesson number three, learn from your losses so that you can win the next time. Again, I talked about Jordan losing to the Pistons, and that really stood out to me in this episode, right? Losing to the Pistons and how much it affected him. But he learned from his losses so that, hey, he could come back ready for the next time. If you go through a situation or experience or a loss and you didn't learn anything from it, you went through it in vain. I I truly believe that. There's always something positive that you can take from a loss. And yeah, I understand that the loss is sometimes painful. And I understand that, yeah, the loss isn't always easy. But regardless, there's a message for you. And when you're ready for it, right, when you're ready to receive that message, that message can help you out next time you face something troubling or hurtful. Jordan learned from his losses. He learned that the Pistons, they're not going to let up. They're going to keep playing them hard. They're going to keep fouling him. The Jordan rules, right? So what did that mean? What did Jordan have to do? What was the lesson in that? Jordan said, I I got to bulk up. I got to add some muscle because I have to be able to take the pain. There was no point in Jordan crying for the next couple of months because what was that going to do for him? Nothing. He had to realize that, hey, there's a lesson in this loss. And now that I know the lesson, I need to act on it because it's only through action that I get better and get stronger. Now, the last lesson from episode four is this. You'll know that all that you went through was worth it once you reach your goal. Jordan was emotional when he won that first championship. He was emotional because he had endured a lot. He lost to the Celtics. He lost to the Pistons. He broke his foot in his second year in the league. He was doubted by media. They said he was just a scorer and would never win the big games. But when he finally slayed the mighty Lakers, pure emotion took over. Because sometimes it is in our suffering, it is in our hardship that we realize that, man, everything we've gone through is worth it. But it's also in our times of suffering and it's also in our times of hardship where we can't always see what we're going through and how everything that we're going through is just getting us closer to the day when we reach our goal. We're in our suffering, we're in our hardship, and we think, man, how long is this going to last? 
or is it ever going to end? But when we reach our goal, we realize, man, it was worth it. I won. <laughs> I, I reached my goal, right? All those times that I doubted myself, all those times when I was hoping for good things to happen. And yeah, I went through some tough moments, but I finally got to my destination or I finally got to my goal. It was worth it. Sometimes the heartache and betrayal you experience from an ex tends to be worth it when that separation, that loss of a relationship finally leads you to the person who loves you unconditionally. Sometimes the many hours you worked and the money that you saved, even when your friends would go out and you couldn't or rather you chose not to, it's worth it when you finally buy the house you've been wanting to buy. Great things never come easily. They come through sacrifice and they take time. And as Gianna said, sometimes even a lifetime. Why? Because greatness and great things are a lifetime mission. That about wraps up another episode of Mission Driven with AC Cristales. I hope that the wisdom and the lessons shared in this episode spoke to you in some way or another. I thank you for joining me on another episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to, rate and review the show as well. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to press that follow button. I'm excited to come back later next week with more wisdom, more lessons from the last dance. But until then, remember this, that your mission is now. Someone needs you today. Someone around you needs your gift, your smile, your talent. So your mission is now. So remain mission driven. And as always, I wish you faith, hope, love. Love.